This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Whatever. All right. Anyway, Pasha's by Yeshev. Very fascinating, very fascinating Pasha. The Pasha of Yeshev, I talk a lot about this Pasha. So we're going to take it apart little by little. It starts like this. By Yeshev, Yaakov, Eretz Maguri, Aviv, Eretz Kanan. So what does Rashi say? Rashi says that he wanted to rest. Yaakov Avina wanted to rest. But it doesn't work that way. There's no rest for the weary. We're not in this. We're not in this world to rest. We're in this world to do. Okay, Ela told us Yaakov. These are the children of Yaakov, and then it only says one child, Yosef. Doesn't say Ruben Shimon Levi who these suckers will right? It says these are the children of Yaakov. Yosef ben Shvaz Rishana Yerois Echav Atzayin. Who Nab has been a Bilah has been a Zilpa. He was very friendly to the, to the sons of Bilah and Zilpa. Who were the maidservants? Nishay Aviv. Vayave Yosef is Yibasim Ra'alavihem. And he came and he told his father things that weren't good. Why? Because he saw that they were eating, they were eating, he thought they were eating Abram and Achai. They were eating parts of the animal while it was alive. And he saw that they were making fun of the Bnei Shvachos. That they called him, they called them slaves, Avadim. And he got punished for that, for saying Lashon Hara. He did. Mm-hmm. How did he get punished? So he said to that, he said that they, he saw them eating Abraham and Achai. Even Goyim are not allowed to eat Abraham and Achai. not allowed to eat part of an animal while it's still alive. Right? He, so he got punished that they killed an animal and they dipped his coat in the blood. They dipped his coat in the blood so they killed an animal because he said Loshanar Abraham and Achai. So they, in turn... He got it back in the head, and that's what they showed the father that he was dead. Also, he saw, he said that that he that they were calling their brother slaves, so he became a slave. See what happens when you talk lashon hara. And he said that they were committing, they were looking at women they weren't supposed to look at. They were committing arias, immoral things. So what happened? He got punished. That the the, the wife of that the wife of. Um, Potiphar messed around with him. So all three things that he said about his brothers ended up coming him and kicking him in the pants. Was it true, the things he said about his brothers? No, it was not true. There's, there's answer. He, he, he looked at it wrong. There are answers actually for each thing that he, that he saw, um, that he made a mistake on what he saw, that he was wrong. I don't have them here in front of me, but there is there is definitely pshatim that he was wrong. The chida does talk about it. Chida does talk about it. Abraham and Achai. Why was he wrong? Because they were eating a part of the animal that didn't have a bone, like a tail. Right, and if they didn't have a bone, there's not. It's not called an aver. And and Yosef said, no, it's part of the animal. It's called an aver. So that was the aver menachai. Um, the, the, why was mizalad shvachos? Perish loish shaker. He didn't lie. As kachu savar, he thought. Well, that's right. That's why he. That's why he fell into that. That's why he fell into that. So he says here the chidos says like this that in all three Abraham and Achai and the Benoist Haaretz that they were looking at girls and they were mezazlim Benoist Shvachos they were making fun of the Shvachos bekulan hayuyosev echa pligi they were all they were arguing about about the halacha. And the Shvatim were ten, and he was one, and Halacha's Karabim. So he had no right to go back and tell his father. If they paskin the way they paskin, they were arrived, they were many, and he was one. Okay. Now, so, let's go further. Can I just ask what the Halacha they were arguing about? I don't have it in front of me, I don't know. It will take me a little bit of time to check it out. Can I ask a general question? What's it called we know? The, the, what's it called? The, the, Abraham and Achai, the Machlaikis was, 
if it has a bone or if it doesn't have a bone. If it, he said even if it doesn't have a bone, it's called Eber Menachai. They said if it doesn't have a bone, it's not an Aver. It's not a limb. So they're not high. That one I know. That's that's what he says over here. The other two with the shvachos I don't know, and with the with the um, gilia royce I don't I don't know what what his thought was. He says it, but it's going to take me a long time to figure it out. But the bottom line is, whatever they were arguing about, there were ten against one, and he shouldn't have brought that back to his father because it was ten against one. Okay, now. The Pazi tells us, We swore Abbas Yosef Mikol Banov. Why? Yaakov Avinu loved Yosef more than any of his children. Because he had him when he was very old. And he made him the favorite, the famous multicolored jacket. They swore. The brothers saw that he loved, that they loved, that his father loved Yosef, more than all of them. They hated him. And there's a very unbelievable shot here in this Pasuk. It says, oh, now you're all over the world. Okay, everyone just saw you. The whole world. 10,000 hits a week. Okay, you're all going to know. Maybe it'll work for Shidduch. Maybe we should do. We should have, yeah. <laughs> Should have every girl in the class introduce themselves in front of the camera, and then that then it, so it'll be a Torah time any, all over the world. And does Torah anytime screen it before they put it up? No, oh, God. no, they just put it up. Everything's R rated. Just real, real, Rabbi. Everything's Rabbi rated. Okay, listen. So Vayoma, listen, 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 listen. They so it's something here that's very unbelievable. It says here. By Yisnu also they hated him. The bottom line is if you don't like someone, you can't talk to them like a mensch. It's saying, They couldn't. Not they didn't. Not they didn't talk peace. They couldn't talk peace. Because when you hate somebody, you can't talk peace. Well, I don't know who... And positive word power. Oh, you see? Positive word power from the Torah. What, yesterday? If you hate somebody, you can't talk peace. Okay. And he had a dream. And he told them... And he told them the dream. And he said, there were a bunch of sheaves, a bunch of bundles. And they bowed down to my bundle. Right? Now, that's not going to make them very happy. But Yom This is very interesting. Because his brother said to him, Oh... Oh, now we're all bowing down to you in your dreams? You're going to be our king? You're going to control us? But you see, they hated him even more. Now there's a Gemara in Brachas. This was some girls asked me about this a few weeks ago. There's a Gemara in Brachas. And the Gemara in Brachas says that you can have two people who have the same dream. Dreams don't go by what you see in your dream. Dreams go by the translation of the dream. So you could have people, two people have the same dream. If you translate one for good, it'll be good. One for bad, it'll come out bad. So it goes by the translation of the dream. So really what happened here, this is a chidah. Really what happened here is he came and he told his dream. Yeah, all of you guys, sheaths are going to all bet, all you bundles are going to bow down to my bundles. Now they could have translated that any way they wanted. But they said, oh, you're going to be the king and we're all going to bow down to you? So the chidah says, since they translated the dream... That they're all going to bow down? Kachaya. The way you translate the dream is what happens. So because they translated his dream that they're all going to bow down, that's why they all end up coming down to Mitzrayim to bow down. Then he has another dream, and he says, there was a sun, and there was a moon, and there was 11 stars, and they all bowed down to me. Right? So, so, Yaakov said what? Me and your my, and your mother were all gonna, and your brothers are all going to bow down to you. That's how Yaakov translated the dream. So what happened? They came to Mitzrayim, him and his wives and his kids all bowed down to him. The way they translated, they made it come true. The way you translate a dream is the way that it comes true. He wasn't happy that he that no he was, he definitely wasn't happy that he told them the dream. They didn't like you as is. What are you telling them? If you would have told them you bow down to them, maybe. It, it says, it says, it says the following. 
Vayigrabo'aviv, he gave him Musar. His father scolded him. His father scolded him. He scolded him, Yaakov. And then, at the end, it says, His brothers were jealous. And Yaakov uh, this kept this in mind. He knew what was going on. He saw what was going on. Okay. Now, listen to this. Everyone over here should be asking the same question. What? What? Yaakov went through this. When Yaakov went through this, we learned a few weeks ago, girls, in the back row... Yaakov, we learned a few weeks ago that that Esav was Yitzchak's favorite son. And, and, and Yaakov was Leah's favorite son. Why would he make the same mistake again? Why would he make the mistake that his father made? Why would he give one son more attention than the other? Why, yes, you can't help it. No, you totally you're more drawn to one kid. You, can really you have to make sure the other kids don't know it. Every one of my daughters thinks that I love them the most. You ask, you ask any, you ask any one of my daughters, who does your father love the most? Each one will say them, and I love them all equally. But even if I didn't love them all equally, they wouldn't know that. Chas shalom. My grandchildren think that Zaydi loves me the most. Of course. So even if you do love someone, which you're not supposed to, but you can't help it, let's say, because really you love the kid that's not like you more than you love the kid that's like you, because the, the kid that's like you triggers yes, triggers all your all your incapabilities, all your all your deficits, because you, you love yourself. Like you love you. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. It's just the opposite. It's like why so then the kid the kid's not like you, then why isn't he like me? You like the kid that's different. That's why Yitzhak loved you Asa was out there in the fields. Yitzhak never went into the fields. So the question is Yaakov just Yaakov just went through this. What are you thinking Giving your kid, imagine anyone in this room or anybody listening to the share. Imagine your father gave you the, gave your sister the most gorgeous mink coat for Hanukkah and you got zilch. So of course you're going to be jealous. So why would, what's going on here? Yeah, Yaakov, come on. Right, so what, what are you doing? Ah, okay, so it's much deeper. Than it is. And what is this, hello, what is this coat? Like, why don't you give him a set of Mishnayas? Or say for Torah, or something, a menorah, something, Ruchnias. He needed a coat? You know where they lived? He needed a coat? And a, and a, and a multicolored coat? What's with the coat? Why don't you give him a new pair of boots? A new strimal? A new pair of tefillin. Ah, that would have been nice. I would have thought, if he's his favorite son, and he's very spiritual, give him a brand new talus. What's a Xenia's possum? A multicolored coat. Who needs it? Who asked for it? Why did he give it to him? Okay, so listen carefully to some really deep Kabbalah. And he says the following. Yaakov Avinu Yaakov Avinu, Gilgal Yaakov Avinu was a Gilgal of Adamarishon. And Yaakov had to fix one of the sins that Adamarishon did, which was Gilei Arayas. Now, Yosef HaTzadik was also a Gilgal. He had a Nitzitz. He had a DNA flag of Adamarishon. Kishem Shem Gilgal Adamarishon. Just like Yaakov Avinu was from was a Gilgal of Adam Arishon, Ke Yosef Hayabinitzitz of Adam Arishon. Yosef also had a Nitzitz of Adam Arishon, which we're going to see later on. Came out with his fight with Potiphar's wife, who was the Nachash, and that's why she was so crazy beautiful. Because if the Satan had to create a woman to 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 make himself look like a woman. That's going to take down Yosef, who was the Yeshay, the foundation of the world, and ain't just going to be a woman. So the Chidah says it was the most beautiful woman that ever was in this world. And this was the Nachash. Doesn't beauty change as time goes on? No. Why? Well, society's view of beauty. Well, his view of beauty. I don't know about society. Okay, now. Because they were both 
they were both gulgulim of, of um, one second, let me just finish what I'm saying. So then, that says also that Yaakov was very upset when he woke up the morning after he got married and he found that it was Leah because he figured, uh-oh, you know, you're not allowed to be married to two sisters at the same time. And he said, I am here to fix the Avera of Gilea Royas that Adam did. And now I just did Gilea Royas because he was married to his sisters. But it wasn't considered because he didn't keep that halacha outside of Eretz Yisrael. When they were by love and they were outside of Eretz Yisrael. So... That Yosef was born, and he came out as a giggle of Adam Rishon, like dearly Yaakov Avinu, the loyasa Isur. To show Yaakov Avinu you didn't do anything wrong, because you could never have a son that would, that would be part of Adam if you would have done something wrong. You would have lost that whole thing, right? So he realized that this was, um, that Yosef came, Lahashlamatikon. To fix the tikkun of, of Adam, the Yosef bechinas yisoid, and Yosef was in the bechina of the foundation of the world, and that is why he loved Yosef. Now, if you take the Rosh Hashanah of Ben Zikunim, who, right? So it's the same gematria as Adam, with the word Adam. Adam equals. 45, right? Mem is 40, Dalit is 4, and, and Aleph is 1, it's 45, right? And Ben Zakunim Hulo is, is, Lamed is 30, Who is Hey is 35, Zion is 7, is 42, and Ben, Bez is 44, with the word Adam is, with, with the word it's 45. Now, why did he make this sinus pass? My question. Give him a pair of tzitzis. Give him a set of Mishnah Brewer. I don't know. Give him something holy. Why did you make a a a, a, a He says beautiful. He says the reason he made a kasinus pasim is because what 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 happened to Adam after he did the avera? He realized he wasn't dressed, so he was clothed. So so it was a symbolism. That Yosef, who was born as Adam, as a, as a Gilgal of Adam, he wanted to make him, like Hashem made Adam clothing, so he wanted to make a special clothing for Yosef to wear, to symbolize that they're doing tshuva, to be massacring the Gilgal of Adam. So that's why he didn't give him tzitzis or tefillin, he gave him specifically clothing, because the Avera of Adam was, because he did his Avera, he realized he was naked, he had nothing on. So Yaakov Avinu tried to fix it, with Yosef, by making like Hashem made Adam clothing, Yaakov made him specifically clothing. It wasn't with tillin or tzitzis or, or a talus. He made him specifically clothing. And the clothing was made, I believe it was a leather clothing like Hashem made. And it was made from different skins. So, so, so the same Gilgal and two different people. Yes, yes, because it's a, right, it's two fragments of the same soul. It's called like a, yeah. Right, it's it's like it's like a it's like a spiritual it's like a DNA. You can have a DNA flag. I have a question. Yes. And what are you sharing? You said that um, Avram and Sarah were the Gilgal of Adam and Chava, and then Rivka and Yitzchak, and now it continually, it continually, not totally. The end, the the end, the end fix was over here. Was Yaakov Avinu was the end fix? What exactly? Who did Adam sin with? Just for clarity's sake. Uh, we're not going to discuss that. We'll just say that he sinned. I'm not. I'm not going there. I'm not. We're not talking about it. Okay. Sometimes you just don't answer the question. He said you don't need to know with who. She also sinned. He yes. Yes. We're not going to get into it. If you want to learn it, you can find that on your own. The the when he sinned, the the, the his neshama shattered into many many pieces. Many many pieces. All right, now. So I, I think I spoke about this last week. Why why Yosef had this weakness of he looked in the mirror all the time, and he was he was and he was a very pretty boy because he grew up in Dina's in the womb that was set up for Dina as a girl. So he had that D, that he had that um, that DNA. Okay, now listen carefully. 
This is a chidah. He says the following. That the Arizal says, Abra nishmas Yitzchak That for whatever reason, the soul of Yitzchak also was in Yosef. That's why he loved him from all his son. Yosef was his father and his son. Okay, that's, that's their reason. I'm not, whatever. Okay. He had, he had the, the soul of his father. So, whatever Yosef was, the mice of all the children that Yaakov had, Yosef was the most like him. He looked like him. He looked like him. And we'll talk about that a little bit later. And he had his soul. And he had the soul, and he also had the soul of, of Yitzchak. No, he had Adam's soul, shared it with, and he had Yitzchak's soul. No, Yaakov knew that. The other brothers didn't know that. Doesn't say. It doesn't, it doesn't say. I guess his father learned with him, I don't know. So here's how the Chidah says it. Yosef Atzadik, Yosef Atzadik was part of Adam Arisha. Lechain, also Yaakov, Vinul Yosef, Kishayinus Pasim. He made for him a Kishayinus Pasim. Shahaya or. It was the Arsha Adam Arishan Lovish Boy that Adam used to wear. The Yaakov Shufra the Adam Arishan. The Ace of Hunachash. And Ace of was the Nachash. Okay? And it says that Yosef was born. When Yosef was born, Yaakov was no longer scared of Esav because Yosef is the tor- is the fire and Esav is the straw. And therefore, the antithesis of Esav was born through Yosef, and therefore, he wasn't any more scared. Okay. Now, this is very important. I speak about this a lot. Girls, this is very, very important, what I'm about to tell you. So, so they didn't get along with him, and they didn't like him. Now, Yaakov, Shammah Yaakov said, I'm not gonna, I can't have my kids not getting along. He knew what was going on. He said, I cannot have my kids getting along. So what did he do? He said to Yosef, Your brothers are out shepherding. Do me a favor. Go and find out. Find out how they're doing. Find out how the sheep are doing. And come back and tell me. He was trying to make peace. He figured that if Yosef goes, right, um, and tries to make peace, how you doing? How's everyone doing? How's everyone feeling? Tati, you know, Abba sent me to see how you're doing. That that would that would because he's going to make peace and he's traveling all the way there to see them, maybe they'll make peace. But it backfired big time. It doesn't seem like he had a very good eye on what was going on because it escalated pretty quickly. Well no, it could have gone either way. But I mean, no, well, it. it wasn't like a hi, how are you? We're gonna well, well this is what we're gonna we're gonna talk about this. Yes. <laughs> Everybody disagrees with their siblings, but I haven't told any of my siblings. Right. Slavery. <laughs> so, right. I don't know. No. All right. Let's see why that happened. Let's let let's see. Yaakov had no idea that it would backfire like that. Of course not. He would. He would. He would, he would not have sent them because this was all meant to be. He would have never sent them. No. What do you do? Your brother. Your. What? No. Yaakov had to had to do something to change this. Now, to keep it the way it was, where Yosef stays by Yaakov, and the brothers are shepherding, they're going to hate him. He figured if I send him them on a peaceful mission, I'm going to break this hatred. They're going to keep him by me and be my favorite. It's not going to work. So he sent them, and he said, ask them how they're doing, how's everything. He was trying to make peace. But listen, listen to this. This is very important. This is the shir today. This is the, really the main part of the shir. Listen to what happens. And I think this is Extremely important to us in our generation. What happens? So he goes. He goes. And he comes to Shechem. You know what happened in Shechem, right? That's where Dina, that's where the whole story with Dina. And a man finds him. He's wandering in the field. In other words, he's wandering, he doesn't know where he's going, doesn't have a GPS, doesn't have a map, doesn't know where his brothers are. He's a wanderer. He's wandering, right? He's, he's lost. He's wandering in the field. And the man that meets him asks, 
Matvakesh. What do you want? Now, there are two huge questions, and this is today's share, on this Pasuk. One, it says, Vayim Ish, and a man found him, and he was lost. No, 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 no. It should say, and he was lost, and a man found him. That's the normal way. Somebody gets lost, and then you find him. You don't find him, and he's lost. Okay, question number one. Question number two. He didn't ask him. Yeah. Now, this man was what? This man was, says the Rashi. No, he was a good Malach. He was a good Yes, he was Gavriel. He was a Malach Gavriel. No, he was a Gavriel. How do you know he's a Malach Gavriel? And last, last Pasha, when he was fighting with the Malach, that it was the Satan. Because a Malach that fights has to be the Satan. And the Malach that tries to help you find where you're going has to be a good Malach. Because okay. it says Ish by, how do you know the difference, right? So the question is, he didn't ask him, he didn't ask him, where are you going? He asked him, what do you want? Matavakesh, what do you want? That's not the question. You see someone lost in Flatbush, you're like, where are you going? Let me help you. Where are you going? Avenue J? I'll show you where. What do you want? You want somebody who's lost. What do you want? What's going on here? Two bomb caches. Here's the turrets. Now you're a dick. The Torah is telling us, the Torah is telling us to find the person before they're lost. Don't wait until the person is lost. If you're going to spend time, if you're going to find, let's say, kids, and I have many examples of this, you're going to find out that that girl that looks like a Beshakov girl, she goes to, she looks perfect. If you find that person, you spend time with that person, you're going to find out that that person might be lost. Don't wait till they're lost till you find them because that's intervention. Intervention takes a lot of money and a lot of time and you're usually not that successful. Prevention is the way to go. is the prevention. Yimtzeeu is to find out what's going on. Oh, yesterday, just yesterday in my house, perfect, perfect, from basic of girl. Oh my gosh, did I find out what was going on. Not normal. I don't want to speak about it because I don't want it to, to get out to her or to anyone who knows or whatever it is. But oh my gosh, what was going on underneath. Holy moly. Yimtzeeu, she called. I want to talk to you. Yimtzeeu. I found her. I talked to her. She was very lost in the field. Very lost in the field. And then I found out what was really going on. Not what she was saying, that I don't believe in God, and how you know God didn't create the world and leave. She had all these questions. That wasn't really prevention. She would just look superficially. So, so no, because we caught it before. No, we caught it way before. Whatever, before it could have been a lot worse. Because what happened is, I said, Matvakesh, this is not what's going on. What do you really want? You don't have questions on God. You know, I always talk about, if you don't leave your environment, you don't wake up in the morning at 12th grader and start asking like, how do you know God didn't create the world and leave? Nah, 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 nah. There's got to be a boy in there somewhere. You're doing something bad. You had to get rid. You had to get. You had to get rid of God or something or trauma, or trauma. I said. I said, marry him or or trauma. You know, but something's happening. Matvakesh, what do you know? What do you want? Come on, come on. You want me to prove that there's a God, or you want me to say that what you're doing, your behavior is okay? What's going on? So that's what the Torah is telling you over here. The Malach stopped him, and the Malach. Realized when he saw this boy, Yosef looked great. He was in his clinic's possum, sisters were out, you know, Chashva guy, Yosef, Ben Yaakov, right? After talking to him, listen carefully, he saw this poor kid, he's a wanderer. He's wandering in the field. So he asked him, 
What's really going on? You're looking for your brothers? Is that, is that, you want, you want me to give you a GPS? You want me to give you an address? Well, now that we're talking Matavakesh, what do you want? Not where you're going. The Malach didn't want to know where you're going. That's easy. You're going, you're going to Shechem, you're going, yeah, okay. What do you want? I see you're suffering. I see you're bothered. You have to remember, Yosef was going to meet his brothers who didn't like him. Listen carefully. Big line, big line coming up. So he said what he was looking for. Matavakesh, Yosef Sadik, little boy, little 17-year-old boy. What do you want? Vayomer es achai anoichi mevakesh. All I want is my brothers. I want to be accepted. I want to count. He said, what do you want? Well, I don't know what I want. I want my brothers. They don't like me. They hate me. They don't want anything to do with me. What am I coming on this trip for? To go find out how they're doing with the sheep? No, 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 no. He says, as Achayanim of Makesh. He answered back to Malach. And Malach said, What do you want? What's the core of what you're asking me? What do you want? He says, I want my brothers. I want acceptance. That's what everybody wants. That's why so many kids are going to the street. Because if your school doesn't accept you and your and your and your parents don't accept you, the street accepts everybody. They don't care what you get on your test. They don't care if you're sneeze or you're not sneeze. They don't care if your father's a rebbe or not a rebbe. They don't care if your parents have money or don't have money. All bets are off. The street accepts all. Any girl wants to go into the street, the guys have an apartment for her, food for her, clothing for her, a credit card for her. Of course, there's a huge payment she has to make. You know, girls always say they don't pay for any. They don't pay for their drugs. Ooh, they pay. But they don't pay cash, but they pay. But the street accepts everyone. And that's the problem today. We have this, we have this competition. The streets say, come on, we don't care. They call you stupid in school. They say you're modern. In the street, you're not stupid. You're beautiful. You're special. You're one of us. It's gang mentality. And they accept everybody. And a kid who feels unaccepted in the world, well, all of a sudden is accepted. And they, they sit till 4 o'clock in the morning. And they don't do anything. They just stand on the corner. You know, chilling is not, a, is not a, the lack of, 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 it's not the lack of doing anything. Chilling is a verb. It's, I'm doing nothing. There's, not, there's a lack of doing anything, and then there's I'm doing nothing. They keep actively, they look at their watch, 2 o'clock, no, no, we got to stand it till 4. It's not the lack of, it's chilling. It's not doing anything. But there's 20 kids doing it. People ask me all the time, like, Wallstein, how come kids are falling off in Lakewood and in Brooklyn and in, in, in Muncie and in Baltimore and all these different places like kids are just going off to Derek much faster than 5-10 years ago 10 years ago one kid, two kids, five kids today they're just falling they're falling off they're falling off and the answer is because it became a, a society it became I call it the, uh, the um, underground railroad they, they, they became a society a group of, of kids that are now on the street so the street has its own personality. So before, if a kid wanted to go off to Derek and she went out, well, everyone would say, oh, look at her. She's there, right? You, you felt very alone. Today, if you go into the street and you're part of the group, you feel very accepted. Just the opposite. So the bigger the street becomes, right, the bigger that society becomes, the more accepted you are, the easier it is to leave this society and go into that society. Why five, ten years ago wasn't as... As popular or whatever you want to call it, is because 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 you're an you're an outcast. Now you're now you're in you're in just the opposite. They look at the from kids and make them look like they're you're a bunch of weirdos. You know we're we're the group. There's so many kids. 100. percent That's the idiot. Have you ever hung out with people who are off the dirt? Okay, I know you do all the time. Sure, I do. No one's standing on street corners being like till four. And it's all the all the all the teenage girls from the ages of 13 to 17. Are, 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 are out on the street until 4 o'clock in the morning. Then they sleep. They all sleep from 4 o'clock till like 4 o'clock in the afternoon. What are you talking about? All of them. They're chilling. That is the point. They're part of a group. And once, it, once you're not by yourself and you're part of a group, so it's not hard to leave. So when a 13-year-old girl tells their parents, if you don't let me wear pants and you don't let me do this and you don't let me talk to boys, I'm telling you right now that I'm leaving the house. So in the old days, when I said that to my father and I said I'm going to run away, not for girls, but I'm going to run away because I was upset. He said, great, let me get the suitcase. I'm going to help you pack. <laughs> you weren't going. Where are you going? You went to your backyard? Where are you going? In the street? By yourself? 
<laughs> right. So now, so so now you don't have to do that. Now, now there's this whole society, a huge society of kids that are off the derech. It's the underground railroad. No one's happy. Everyone That's not true. Oh, you tell them that. I tried that. They're like, you don't even know how happy we are. They're happy. They have their friends. They have their stuff. You, I, you, now you want to talk about inner happiness and real happiness against outer happiness? You're right. But Lemaisa, that society. Uh, Yosef HaTzadik told the Malach, all I want is to be part of that group. I want to be as Achai. I want to be my brother. But what happened, and which happens a lot, and I just spoke to some teachers about this yesterday, is that we make a decision on a kid what we think they're going to be, and we judge them from afar. The, 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 the whole share that I'm giving to them, what I, what I want to bring across, is that the Malach found him. One-on-one, and he found him, and he spoke to him, and he said, You're lost, kid. I see you're lost. But tell me, what's really bothering you? And he said, what's bothering me is I'm alone. Yet I have a father, and he loves me very much, and, and I have excitement possible, and I have everything. But I'm not accepted. And, and I tell that to everybody. You, you can have everything, but if you feel not accepted, that's why teenage girls, the worst trauma that a girl can have is not that she's not doing it. She could be doing 100 in school. She could be valedictorian. The teachers could write on her report card. She's the most amazing girl. And PTA, they tell their parents she's amazing. And the kid is so depressed and so upset. Why? Because she doesn't have friends. She's socially awkward. She's not accepted by the kids in the class. She's finished. She's finished. She has no life. She's depressed, she's done, she does things, she's all kinds of crazy stuff. Why? You have hundreds. Your parents love you. You're valedictorian. I know Rabbi Wallace and I have no friends. They think I'm a freak. They make parties, they don't invite me. They go places, they don't invite me. In school, by recess, they talk, they don't invite me. So I'm cutting. So I'm trying to kill myself. So I'm depressed. Because I don't belong. The worst thing for a human being is to feel like they don't belong. Yosef Atzadik had a father that loved him. Gave him a chance to pass him. Learn with him. He said to the Malach, I am lost. I want my brothers. I want my brothers to accept me. Well, what happens when you look at someone from afar? It's such a Musar Haskell, right? Here's what the Pusik says. He found them. They were at a place called Dosan. This is such a powerful Pusik about being a parent, about being a teacher about being a person. Listen carefully. This, this is the biggest Pasuk, I think, in the whole Torah. One of them, for sure. And the Torah says something that sounds like a story, right? Every word is gold. And this is what it says. First of all, they never let him get close, girls. They looked at him from afar. They judged him from afar. They never gave him a chance. Do you know that the terrorist says that he never gave the message over from his father? They never gave him a chance. What's he coming for? Maybe he's coming to bring us presents. Maybe he's coming to send us a message. They already judged him. What happens when you judge another human being from afar? Before he could even get close, I lay him to them. Before he could even give them a message. They planned... To kill him. You hear what's going on here? Before he even had a chance. We had in my school. We had in my school. Something when I was teaching called. Anecdotal anecdotal, uh, cards. Where at the end of the year. Like this fifth grade teacher. Would write at the end of the year. A card about each kid. So that when the sixth grade teacher comes in. She already knows about all the kids. I went ballistic. I was assistant principal. And the English department and the Hebrew department did this. I said, were you crazy? Maybe the kid over the summer changed. So you're writing, doesn't listen in class, jumps around, causes trouble. So first of all, you're not allowing that teacher to make her own opinion. You already gave the teacher an opinion when she reads the card. Oh, who's Moshe Friedman? (laughs) I know about you. Right? That's number one. Number two... Maybe in the summer, he's straightened out. Where do you have a right to give the other teacher an opinion on the kid? Before, and maybe the kid doesn't like you. But he'll like her. So I told them, no way. 
I don't even want you, if a teacher in seventh grade comes over before school starts and asks a sixth grade teacher, can you tell me about this kid? You're not allowed to tell him. You'll find out on your own. And I, There's nothing that you can say, right? Like nothing. Not that, well, that you have to say. I mean, yeah. You can't say, have it signed by both your parents when the kid only has one parent. Right? So you have to know that. You know? Why didn't your father sign? The kid's like, well, my father died five years ago. Like, hello. Right? That the information you have to give over. But the other information, absolutely not. Look what happened over here. When you look at someone from far, before they can even get close to you, so you're already planning to kill him. He's done. You're not allowed to look at a person from afar. Oh, look at her skirt. Oh, look at that. Oh, she came from this seminary. Oh, she got kicked out of that high school. No. No. Why you say, oh, also, talk to her. Matavake, Shefala, what do you need? What do you need? What do you want? And then you'll find out. I just want to belong. I just want to be accepted. One of the greatest praises that Ateris Nava has when girls talk about it is they accept you. You think that's not a big word. They accept you for who you are. You got kicked out of a seminary. You had problems. You're a superstar brain, brainiac. You're artistic. You're struggling. You're, it doesn't matter. But you say also, talk to the girl, Rabbi Greenberg. Talk to the girl. Interview the girl. Matavakesh, what are you looking for? Why are you coming to seminary? What do you want? What's your plan? And then you'll find out the truth. And here is something that happens all the time. We look at the person or the student from afar. Says the Tyra, you're a murderer. You judge a person from afar by a snackle amiso. You're a murderer. When you look at someone from afar, you don't even give them a chance. Yosef was coming to find out how you're doing. They said, no, 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 no. Listen to what happened because they had a pre, what's the word I'm looking, a preempted um, decision on who the person was. I, I'm not using the right English. Um, in other words, they had a pre, what, a preconceived notion. Uh, thank you. We're going to go in front and uh, say, introduce yourself. A preconceived notion on who the person is. So listen to what they say. Oh, they were all brothers. <laughs> he wasn't one of them, but they were all brothers. You know who's coming? The dreamer. Brothers, he's not coming, the dreamer. He's coming, the peacemaker. He's coming to find out how you're doing, how the sheep. He's coming as a peacemaker. His father sent him as a peacemaker. And you're calling him the dreamer? Not only do they call him the dreamer, <laughs> let's kill him. Let's throw him into a, into a bar. We'll make up a story that some chayra killed him. And here's the big word. And we'll prove to everyone that we're right. That we judged him correctly. Now we'll see what's going to be with his dreams. That we're all going to bow down to him when he's dead. Now we're going to see what happens to him. What is going... There was shift a car. Grown men, there was shift a car. There was a shvatim of Hashem. There was a shvatim. What is going on here? And the answer is, the answer is that they had a pre-conceived notion that if he's coming here, he proved himself. The last two times he talked to us, one time with a dream where a bunch of bundles, the next time where this guy thinks so much of himself, they never gave him a chance to do tshuva, they never gave him a chance to say what he came for. Why? Because they looked at him from afar. What a pusik. But Yiru, Isai, As a Jew, you're never allowed to look at someone from afar. You have to be the ish in the pusik. By him you have to find him. You have to talk to him. And then you'll know maybe that you'll prevent him. And then what do you really want? And I don't have time. And Mitzvah Hashem will continue with this. But I don't have time. But what did he want? He just wanted one thing. It's Echav. I just want to belong. And they never gave him that chance. And we will continue because the rabbi's here.
we will continue Hashem, with this story because it came to a point, and, and is this so important in life? It came to a point when you believe that you're right, girls, you just cannot see the truth. And I'll end with this. When, the, when, when, he, when, he, when they came down to Mitzrayim, right, in next week's parsha, and they came down to Mitzrayim, so he, he, you know, he made them like they were spies, and they came in front of him. We'll end with this. Listen to this. Mamash, I remember the first time I said this, I was crying like a baby. Like a baby. Listen. Because I, I, I feel for Yosef Atzadeh. I wasn't always accepted either. I'm a little out of the box. And, and you know, you feel really, it, it's really the worst feeling in the world when you feel like you're alone. And there's no one accepting you and everyone's judging you from afar. They don't really know what's going on in your life and they're just making these judgment calls. Right? So, so you know, so listen. And, and you know, I, I struggle with it. There are, there are places that, that don't let me speak because I don't have a beard. And they specifically, you know, they will not allow a rabbi without a beard to, to speak. And I'm like, why are you judging me? I have so much t- to say. I can help so much of your kids in your school. I could do so much. Why are you judging me from afar? Why don't you sit down and find out why I don't have a beard? Why don't you sit down and find out what I have to offer? Why are you judging me from afar? And the truth is, they killed me. Malach He's a guy without a beard. He must be a lowlife. This is, this is what's going on in this passage. So sometimes you feel very unaccepted. You just feel very unaccepted, and it's a very hard feeling. And Yosef, Yosef felt this very much. And this is, this is the posture. Listen to this, and we'll end with this. So now they finally come to Mitzrayim. You have to understand, here's a boy who wasn't accepted, who was sold by his own brothers, Potiphar, jail, coming out, all alone in Mitzrayim. And finally the boys are there. And they're much older. And he's much older, and his brothers are here. And here's his chance. Maybe they'll recognize me. Maybe they'll say that they missed me. Maybe they'll say they made a mistake. Maybe they'll ask Mechila. They're finally here. And the Pasuk cries. Nayar Yosef is Echav. And Yosef saw his brothers. Saw them. They're here. Bayaki Reim. And even though what they did to him, he recognized them. And he gave him a hard time. And then the Pasuk, the next Pasuk says it again. By Yaker Yosef is Echav. You just said that. You just said he recognized them. And the pastor goes on. By Yaker Yosef is Echav. He recognized them. They wouldn't give him recognition. So they recognized him too? No. The says, They did not recognize him. And there's a huge kasha here. There's a huge question. Girls, how could they not recognize him? Why would they? So Rashi says... Rashi says, because the last time they saw him, no. he had no beard. And now he had a beard. Oh, so now we dig a chidah. The chidah says, what are you talking about? Last time he had no beard. This time he had a beard. And it says that he looked exactly like his father. So Yaakov, you know, had a beard. So I understand when he was young and he had no beard, he didn't look like his father. He didn't have a beard. But now Yosef HaTadik had a beard. So they surely should have recognized him. They were looking at their father's face. They didn't want to recognize him. The, the Torah says it like a bitmia. The Haim loy hikiruhu. He recognized them, and they didn't recognize him. How could they not recognize him? He looked exactly. They were looking at their father. Here's the terrets. Oh, is this a terrets? And the terrets is that the medrash says they knew they sold him to Mitzrayim. So the truth is, they went looking for him. The Medjur says they went looking to see, so what happened to our brother? Where did they go look? In the streets of the prostitutes. They thought, yeah, he, because they knew that he was a very good looking boy. And they figured he's, he's a low life. He's a low life. But they, lo- they looked at him from afar. They never knew who Yosef Atzadik was really. It wasn't by Yimatse, right? Matavakish, what are you asking for? So where did they go look for Yosef Atzadik? They went looking in the streets of the prostitute, thinking that he's a prostitute. A person, let me finish, a person who is looking for a kid or looking for a person in the streets of a prostitute, if that's your picture of who the person is, then even if that person becomes great, 
second to the king, looks like Yaakov Avinu, because you already made a predetermined right, decision on what he's supposed to look like. He's, a, he's supposed to look like a prostitute. So there's no way this guy who's sitting in front of me is second to the king. I decided that the kid in fifth grade has ADD and he's going to be a nobody. So even later on, and, 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 and I have to tell you, they're very, very sad. You have to, okay, we'll leave it, leave it. Very, very sad. Now, one of my girls who came from one of the four, four big, four from schools in Flatbush, who got thrown out in 10th grade, who ended up in my high school, okay? She fell. She fell very far. They threw her out and it was for a silly reason. And she turned around, became very from, got married, and she told me that she's in Glotmart. And the, this is a true story. She called me up. She was crying. I calmed her down. And I actually told her this whole shot that I just said. And she said to me that she met the principal. I know who the principal was. She met him in Glotmart, and she was so proud that she got thrown out in 10th grade who she became. Shaitel. She had a baby. I mean, she really, she had a baby. She looks good. She's from, she's married to a from guy. The guy learned, it's crazy. But she turned around. And she walks up to this principal and says, Shalom Aleichem, good Erev Shabbos. And she says her last name. My name is Schwartz, let's say. And he looks at her and says, Oh, how are you? How's the sister that we threw out in 10th grade? How's she doing? Oh, my God. Is she still religious? <laughs> and she looks up at this principal and says, No, you don't understand. I, I am that person. And this idiot principal says, it can't be. It's impossible. Oh my God. She walked away. She called me up. And I said, Shefullah, this happened to Yosef HaTzadik. They, this happened to Yosef HaTzadik. When his brother stood in front of him, when his brother stood in front of him, right? He said, I need Yosef, like her. I'm, uh, I'm, your, I'm the graduate that you threw out in 10th grade. No, it can't be. And they were like, no, it can't be. Their hearts went out. They said, no, it can't be. We looked for you where the prostitutes are. You cannot be second to the king, running the world and saving the world. This whole story has a lot of contradictions. Girls, if you ever become a teacher, and with your own kids and in the whole world, never judge a person from afar. That they were all tzaddikim, then how could they have had such a schism where they didn't recognize? Because they paskined, they paskined la halacha that he was chayav misa, and they felt that their psak was correct, and that's why it says that when he told them I'm Yosef, and they realized that they were living a lie, that their psak was wrong. They, their souls went out. They couldn't deal with it. No, I mean before the psak. Like, how, how did they miss the, the whole, like, he was a tzaddik, they were a tzaddik thing? They paskined on him that he went and spoke Hoshahara. He, said, he was married by Malchus. He was Chayim Misa. Because he said that his mother and father were going to bow down to him. His father's called Malchus. So they paskined right away. You're married by Malchus. You can't tell the king. The king's going to bow down to you. So they paskined that he's Chayim Misa. Once they paskined that, it was a bezin. They accepted it. Have a good day. And we're still paying for it to this day. What? You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.